Man, I don't know why you should tune in, but you should. My name is Breeze. Uh, this is the MMA Breeze. Today, episode 22, we have Chris Moutinho. How are you, man? How are you feeling life after UFC debut? I'm great, bro. I'm great, man. Just trying to get back to normal life, you know, with all the crazy social media stuff going on. So yeah. it's, it's, just, it's just getting back to normal now. That's actually a, a, something I wanted to touch on. I imagine life's got to be a little crazy. I mean, you had something like a thousand followers on Instagram. Now you're upwards of like 150. You're talking to guys like me. You're on the some other shows. You know what? What's uh, what's what's changed from your normal day to day to to life post UFC debut? Um. Yeah, man. It's definitely it's definitely crazy. I wasn't built to have all this crazy stuff. You know what I mean? I'm a fighter. I get punched in the face and. Uh, and that's that's all I really enjoy, man. So this stuff is a little crazy. I'm I'm getting used to it though. I'll, um, but other than that, my life is the same, man. I, I do the same thing. I eat crappy food. I, I watch a lot. I watch a little too much TV, and I I train. That's that's all I do, bro. So realistically, nothing, nothing's really gonna change. No, that's great, man. That's great. I mean, uh, you know, now that now that we're this far away from the fight, you know, things are uh, are, are settling down, but also taking off at the same time. How do you feel about your performance uh, facing a guy like Sean O'Malley, who's uh, up there in the UFC? And uh, and how do you feel about the stoppage as well? Um, the stoppage itself, I feel I'm a little upset about because I've just I know I know Herb Dean, I know his track record, and I know he's let fights that uh, probably should have been stopped go a lot longer than that. You know what I mean? I was still throwing punches. I was still I was still swinging. I was still I was still in the fight. So I don't I don't believe it should have been stopped. Mm-hmm. But hey teach his own you know what i mean he he's a smarter guy than me maybe he knows something i don't know but other than that other than that man everything everything i i do and everything i am is is exactly the same bro i'm gonna be in the gym just as much as i always was i'm i'm the first in the gym and the the last to leave so i'm just ready to to show the world who i am the next time i get into that cage no, we're excited. We're excited, you know, and, and you already jumped in against a, a really game opponent, you know, and uh, during that match, uh, you know, at, at the beginning of the bout, first round, Sean had landed a couple punches. And uh, I remember Joe Rogan saying something. He said, uh, it's the beginning of the end. But you went on to last arguably the whole fight and you were in it and uh, there was no end like uh, like Joe was predicting. What do you say to uh, to Joe Rogan and all the guys that were uh, were counting you out there that first round? They don't know the hard headed Portuguese people, man. They just they don't have that. They don't have the experience with us, man. We don't have nothing in our brains. We're just rocks, rocks <laughs> for heads. You got to hit me way harder than that, man. I've been in fights. With, with tougher guys, bigger guys, stronger guys that hit a lot harder than Sean O'Malley, man. He hit hard. He hit hard, and he's a talented dude. But there's, I've been in there with Tony Gravely. I've been in there with other really, really talented savages that uh, that really do hit. And really, and I've I taken all their shots, man. So yeah. who knows, man? Who knows? I, hey, listen, everybody is entitled to their opinion, and everybody's entitled to, to what they believe they see. But uh, you can't count me out, man. You, nobody can count me out. And... There was things in that fight that I could have done better, like kind of wishing, washing, switching back to your other question, like that I didn't answer really. Like I, I there was things I could have done better. You know what I mean? Like I, I could have, I could have set up my shots better. I was just kind of like lunging in, making it, making it into a brawl when I, I could have been setting up my shots, fainting, shot a couple of takedowns, maybe put them against the cage. But hey, then maybe we might not have had the fight that we had. So maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe it was best this way. Who knows? I'm, yeah. I'm gonna let, God, I'm gonna let God decide that. 
And it seems like it's working out great. And, uh, you know, to, to your point, you know, Tony Gravely, I know he's an App State uh, alumni, one of the only guys out of that university to make it as far as he did in nationals. He's a really game opponent. So you are seasoned. And sometimes the MMA community is so uh, tight behind the scenes that people don't realize that uh, there's not a huge discrepancy between some of the, the regional circuit guys up to that pro level, uh, uh, the Bellators, the USC, and all the guys with the media around them. But, uh, you know, now that you've been in there with Sean O'Malley and you felt his power, and like you said, you face bigger guys, stronger guys, uh, what, what do you make about him as an opponent, as a prospect, and uh, as a person in general? Um, as a person, man, I don't, I don't know too much about him. I just, what I seen, he's different on camera than he is off camera. You know what I mean? Like he's a lot nicer, simpler person, but all, when there's no cameras in front of him to, to, to let him jab his mouth around, you know what I mean? So I think he's just a little bit different. And, uh, as of all the other stuff, man, I, I just knew I was ready. You know what I mean? That's what I, that's what I know. That's what I, uh, took from this man, regardless if I lost, I can't say anything about the fight cause I lost. You know what I mean? My voice, my voice doesn't matter. I got I ate 200 punches. I lost the fight and that's what's going to sit with me forever, man. I can't, I can't take it back. I, no matter how cool and how much love I'm getting from this, it's still a loss on my eyes. You know what I mean? In my eyes, it still hurts. It still, still cuts me deep because I never want to lose, man. I'm very competitive and I'm a sore loser. So mm -hmm. it is what it is. It is what it is. But, uh, it just showed me that I belong with these guys, like man, like and I, I got a lot of inf a lot of things in my DMs being like, "Who are you, man? Why do you get this shot? Like you don't deserve this shot." I'm like, they gave me this shot that my name got picked for a reason. Like you know what I mean? They were looking at me before this fight. You know what I mean? I had there was there was some there was some look some some eyes on me anyway. So it's not like I'm just some nobody from nowhere. So it's it's just it's just it's just weird when when people don't actually look at look at the whole uh, scheme of everything. Yeah, because you train with some uh, some some really game opponents too. Uh, you know, uh, Rob Font, Calvin Cater. Uh, you know, who are some of your favorite guys to work with, and uh, how how did those guys help you get to where you are today? Yeah, I train with Rob and Calvin so, uh, sometimes. I've trained with them a few times, but I train with guys like Mitch Raposo, who's just on the Ultimate Fighter. I train with Jorgen DeCastro. Or I've trained with Randy Costa and those guys, uh, a lot of the local local MMA fi fighters that you don't even know yet, like Connor Matthews and all this other other stuff that you gotta like you gotta really you gotta really watch this local scene, man, because Massachusetts and New England is is growing like crazy, man. We're the I think we're the 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 next up and coming up up and coming area in in the whole United States and the world. You know what I mean? I think we have some of the best fighters in the world, and I think it's just it's just a matter of time before everybody starts to notice it. Yeah, man, we're looking forward to it. I know. Uh, just this last couple of years, you guys have made quite a splash over there with the two guys I just mentioned, uh, Mitch being on tough, you coming up, stepping up. So uh, it seems like it's happening pretty quick. Um, who, who's kind of the the ringleader in your gym? Kind of the guy that's calling all the shots and leading the show. Uh, we got two, and it's my coaches, man. Uh, Tommy and uh, Brian, Tommy Tixera and Brian Raposo, man. They just they're just wizards, bro. They're just wizards, and they 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 very very in tuned with the game. They've been in the game for over ten years, man. They've been they've been training fighters, and they got a they got a lot of guys into the UFC so far. So I'm just I'm just excited, man. I've only been with them a couple of years, man, and they haven't they haven't asked much of me. You know what I mean? I don't feel like I have to run their I have to like my name's attached to their gym to the point where like if I don't make it somewhere, they don't make it. Like they have other guys, they don't need me. You know what I mean? And that's that's the best feeling that's that's happened to me, man. Is that not feeling like I have to 
my name is carrying a gym. That's the best thing that's happened to me since since moving over to regiment, and uh, it's 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 just showing that uh um with with my with my performances. Absolutely, absolutely, and you know you came from a a wrestling background, a high school wrestler, and you found uh, MMA shortly after uh, high school. What's uh, what's your, been your favorite discipline to practice now that you've kind of dove into all the the different asset facets of uh, mixed martial arts? Yeah, it's probably pretty obvious, man. I like to punch people in the face. You know what I mean? It's just it just it it just feels different when you cleave a person's skull in half. You know what I mean? It just it just feels different than choking somebody out. You know what I mean? I'll do Absolutely. everything, man. I do everything. I love wrestling. I love jujitsu, but smashing my fists into people's face is just is just a different different love. You know what I mean? Hundred Hearing skulls crush. Hearing skulls crush is different. Hundred <laughs> percent. And uh, you know, it's also a little bit less taxing on the body, right? You know, wrestling's so much uh changing levels, using your body, clinch work, up and down, up and down. And striking you kind of uh can uh just be a little more uh a little more comfortable, I guess per se, and and enjoy the the fruits of your labor. But uh, you know, you said uh, in a couple of interviews that you are entertaining the idea of going down to 125. I know you did that in your amateur career, um, but uh, what, what makes that so appetizing to you now? And uh, do you think your next fight will be at 25, or will we wait a while? Yeah, so it definitely is. It definitely makes sense now because I actually have the tools to do it. You know what I mean? The last few years, obviously, you get older, everything gets a little harder to do, man. Like, I don't have the, I have the the fortitude to actually make myself make it to 25 right now by myself. But now that I have the UFC and I have their dietitians and all their, all their actual, uh, their tools to make the weight class, maybe it makes a little more sense. So at the end of the month or the beginning of next month, I'm going to head out to Vegas. I'm going to talk to them. I'm going to up in probably my next fight. If it, if it makes sense after we do all the tests and all that stuff, then probably the next one's going to be at 25. But either way, man, even if I don't and I stay 35, man, I feel good at 35. You know what I mean? I'm strong. I feel strong. I might be a little bit smaller than everybody, but my strength carries through that. And O'Malley did credit you for uh, for not cutting weight. He said you did seem a little bit in his podcast. He said you did seem a little bit smaller than Almeida. Uh, but you also he said he he felt like your brain was a little bit sharper. You're not cutting the weight and he felt like you were your cardio was great. Your pressure was great. Do you think cutting to 125 will have an effect on your durability or your cardio? If, if I do it right, I don't think so. It's, it's, I think those people that uh, do it don't do it properly. And that's 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 the problem I think everybody everybody has with with these uh with these things they they just try to force the weight out of their body and then they go into the fight and they look flat they look they look they look slow and they just get their get their ass beat and that's that's not what I'm planning on doing if I can't do it healthy and and clean then I'm not doing it you know what I mean that's that's how it's been man I'm not gonna jeopardize my life and my body for this. Yeah, this is something I love to do and I want to continue to love to do it. And I know I seen other guys that try to cut the weight and can't do it properly. They don't love this no more. And that's never what I want to. Uh, that's never a point I want to get to. Right. What's your walking around weight? So I walk around like 55 to 60, something, something in between there. So that's that's still smaller than a lot of guys. That's usually what guys are coming in the week of the fight to cut weight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's that's a little bit different. So the weight cut was actually super easy for me on the, on, on the 10 days, on the 10 days notice, just because I had, had the dietitian that told me how to make weight, what, how much water to drink, how much not to drink, when to stop drinking, when to do this. And it's just something I've never had before. Something I've never like really ever got 
got the, the privilege to actually do because mm-hmm. I because I had to work a real job. I had to do stuff. My my schedule has been really just time sensitive, you know. Yeah, and that's uh, something I wanted to ask you about as well. You know, you uh, you were working, uh, I believe, in a paint uh, with a paint manufacturer or something like that. And you uh, you were also you have a relationship and you're full time fighting. You know, how do you juggle all that? And I know now that you got rid of it, uh, you rid of the full time job. You're fully in MMA, but you still had a lot of success in, in your career so far. So how did you manage all those things at the same time? Cause I, I just feel like I'm mentally stronger than a lot of people. Like you see a lot of fighters and they say they have like, they have families and they have all these things and they leave their families for a month and a half, two months, three months. And they're like, I can't be around my family to train. I think that's just a cop out, man. I think you can do whatever you tell yourself you can do. And it's just, it's just, it's just about time, bro. Like I, I used to go right from work, right to the gym, not even make it home. And then I'd spend whatever extra time I have with my girl. And it's just, it's just it it's just it's it's harder and it's it's not it's not as it's not as glamorous and as nice but you have to make whatever situation work for you to be able to be where you want to be man that's the way i look at life god makes these things happen for a reason and as soon as i quit that job and i got that that negativity and that burden out of it that's i'm i was sick of doing things i hate you know what i mean like that's what a lot of people's problem is man they do jobs that they hate just because they have to do them and i don't i never want to do that again yeah, right on, man. Good for you. And back quickly, back and jump, uh, jumping back to the the weight class thing. Uh, I wanted to ask. I know you're obviously you got uh, training partners that work in the UFC, coaches that work with the UFC. I mean, what when you think about twenty five and thirty five, I'm sure you're familiar with the the roster a little bit. Is there anybody in particular that jumps out at you that you're like, wow, that would be a fun matchup. I want to fight that guy. There's so many fights, man. There's so many guys and there's so many things. I, I'm just been the guy that will fight anybody, anytime, anywhere. You know what I mean? Whoever they put in front of me next is who I will fight. I'm not going to question it. I'm not going to ask, man. It's everybody's the same to me. They're a face that needs to get smashed open. And, uh, that's, that's the way I feel, man. And, uh, whoever they put will, will be great, man. 25 or 35. I'm re- I'm ready for whatever they, whatever they say. Awesome, man. Cause you're on a four fight uh, deal with UFC, so I know we're uh, we're definitely bound to see you in in uh, the octagon again. But uh, you know, how active would you like to be? You know, are you going to be one of those guys that's going to fight four times a year, or would, do you really want to prepare for these fights now that you did the one off and you jumped in and uh, and swam with the sharks? Yeah, we're not doing no quick fights anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how active. I don't know how active I'll be. Maybe couple fights a year two or three fights a year it it just depends on how I'm, how I'm doing man I'm not taking these these things lightly my problem is like I watch a lot of guys that are just happy to be in the UFC I'm not just happy to be in the UFC my I, this is this was the start I look at everything as climbing the mountain right we're not even on the mountain yet we're flying to the mountain mm-hmm. um the climb the climb is when I'm here 10 years man I'm 10 years down and I I get to retire on my own terms that's when I'll be happy, man. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking to be in the Hall of Fame. I'm looking to be a world champion. And the only way I do that is by making sure I'm 100% prepared all the time and ready to go with whoever they put in front of me. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And, you know, like you said, you're not just happy to be in the UFC, but being in the UFC, I imagine it's got to light a little bit of a fire under the rear and and and, and instill some motivation. How has uh, making it to this milestone in your career motivated you? And uh, do you feel like big things are coming now? Oh, 100 percent, man. This this is this was the 
it was like a great, great burden took it off my chest. I had a rock, just a big boulder on my chest telling me like, I don't know if I'm ever going to make it. You know what I mean? I was, I was sitting here and I believed in myself and I was telling everybody I was going to make it, but realistically, you don't know, man. I, I, lose one fight and I'm back down at the bottom of the list. Now, now that I know I'm here and I don't have to try to make it here anymore. Now it's just time to, now it's just time to do everything else that I believe in. You know what I mean? This is, this is everything I've been telling you guys, all you, all, all the promoters, all the, all the, all the media people. And just, I've been telling everybody I was made for this, I was made for this. And I, I, I now I just got to show it, you know? Absolutely. And you're on the premier stage in the, in the sport, you know, the UFC, a lot of guys, I talk to folks in PFL, Bellator, you name it, um, LFA, and uh, a lot of them still being under the spotlight, the most publicity they probably ever had in their career, they still insinuate that their goal is to get to the UFC, to perform underneath that banner. Do you believe that you're in the best organization on the planet? And in order to be one of the greatest, you have to perform under the UFC banner? I think so. Yeah, hundred percent, man. It's like when you ask anybody what they say, that still is, do you do UFC? You know what I mean? They don't say, <laughs> do you do do you do Bellator or PFL? And that's, that's no, that's no knock on any of those other promotions. It's just, it's just what it is. You know what I mean? That's when, when you ask a, a, a new person to the sport, that's what they ask. And it's just, it's just everything that I dreamed of since I was 18 years old, man, and started doing this sport is like, I could do this. And I, I was telling everybody, my coach is telling me I could do this. And uh, I was with guys that were in the UFC, you know what I mean? From the very beginning, my first coach was George Rivera was in the UFC for 10 plus years. And, he instilled the mindset that all you have to do to do this is just stay focused and, and, and just be the person that you've always been and don't change for, for all the, all the little things that come, all the people and all the money and all the partying and all that stuff. It just, just stay focused stay on the path you do and, and just follow that. And that's, that's who I am. And that's what I'm going to do. Oh, right on, right on. And we're excited. Cause like I said, you got four fights on the contract, but from your perspective, where would you like to see yourself at the end of that fourth fight? Would you like to see yourself in contention, ranked? What's the one goal that you're putting on the end of that contract? Dude, I, I like to jump the line as much as I possibly can, man. I don't like, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a person who has a lot of patience. You know what I mean? The fastest way to a title is what I'm looking for. And it that's, if it takes a couple wins, if it takes four wins, I don't care, man. I'm just going to fight the best I can fight. And, uh, try to get over there as fast as I possibly can. You know what I mean? That's my goal. I want to be a world champion. And the way I get to the hall of fame is through knocking people's clean, knocking people clean out and putting on great fights, man. I want every fight I have to be fight of the night or performance of the night, man. I want to break whatever records we have for that. And uh, that is my goal. And you're one for one right now. So you're doing pretty well. Uh, but you know, I, as far as the divisions go, not to stay on beat a dead horse, but to be on that topic, uh, what do you think, it is the most competitive weight class right now and is between 125 and 135 or do you believe that it's just both gauntlets in their own way i think 125 is still a really good division i think 35 is probably the tougher division if i was gonna if i was gonna guess they got a real lot of lot of savages in there but 25 is getting tougher man you hear cody garbrandt's gonna go down to 25 you hear all, the, all these other guys you got but in, if you look at 35, man, they got Jose Aldo, they got TJ Dillashaw, they got all these all these killers now over there. So I would say 35 is still a little bit tougher, but I'm not here worrying about they're both tough. They're both tough. I'm fighting real killers. And if I stay, I still might stay at 35. I might go back and forth. Who knows, man, what I feel when I feel it. And it's just, it's just the, 
ready for whatever my my uh, my team and my coaches who I trust more than anything and my manager decides for me, man. I I stopped letting my pride dictate uh, my path and I just let them do it and they've they haven't steered me wrong yet. Talking about um, about gyms, you know, you're in one of the hot spots right now in, in your perception as, as far as uh, MMA gyms go. You know, Massachusetts, we're seeing a lot of noise come out of that area. Uh, but now that you have the autonomy to be full time in MMA, you're under the UFC banner. Do you see any benefit in exploring other gyms, if not permanently, even temporarily doing some time over at uh, ATT or AKA or or one of these other big gyms? Yeah, I don't know. We'll see, man. Like I've I've been all over the place. Like I've gone to gyms like before. I've gone to like uh Greg Jackson's. I've gone to uh, I've gone to ATT. I've gone to all these different gyms. You know what I mean? So who knows? I probably will. Probably will. But my home is Regiment Training Center, and my coaches are great, and uh, they've done nothing but great for me. So I my coaches aren't aren't, aren't jealous people either, man. They let you go and do what you got to do. And I train at Lausanne's in May as well, and just mm-hmm. I have. I have great people in my life, man. Great people have uh, have guided me to this point, and I I'm just excited where 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 we go from here. Right on. And I know you said when you were 18, you had dreams of doing this, making it to UFC, uh, making a noise, of being an MMA fighter. You're now 28, uh, same age as me. Ten years later, uh, what 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 brought you from hey I'm wrestling to I want to be a fighter? Where 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 did that bridge come from? It's just, it's just the, it's just the drive, the drive to compete. You know what I mean? The com- drive to compete is, is something that like, once you have it, you have that bug, man. You just, it never goes, really goes away. You know what I mean? Like wrestling was like cool, but I was never good enough to be going to college and make it to the Olympics. And that's your only, that's your only goal from there. If you're one, you want to be a wrestler, you have to be an Olympian level wrestler. And I wasn't that good. And then after that, it was just my coach. I was just drinking too much, doing what all stupid kids do at the, at 20 years old. You know what I mean? My coach decided he was going to open a gym. I was like, hey, maybe I'll try it, man. Let's see what happens. I got punched in the face a little too much, and I decided, hey, maybe I love this. You know what I mean? And that's sort of what it is here, man. My my life is has always been the same. You know what I mean? Like, I, I've been – I was when I was younger, I was picked on a little bit, always a small dude, and everybody's telling you that you can't do something enough you start to believe that stuff until you, till you find your way out of that. And that's, that's just what it was, man. I, I found my way. I found some confidence in this and I, uh, I'm just very excited, man. I'm just very excited to, to be doing something I love Absolutely. for hopefully the rest of my life. You know what I mean? And we're excited to watch you, man. Hopefully for a very long time, as far as the support goes, uh, who, who helped you see that vision? You know, who was kind of the angel on the shoulder that pushed you and said, Hey, make it to the gym other than your coach, but who really believed in you and saw the vision from the beginning? My family, my mom, my little brothers and sisters, my girlfriend blaze, dude, she does everything until, until I found this girl and I got her back in my, got her in my life, man. It's like, I was nothing. I was a nothing human. And she's, she's literally done everything for me. She talks to all the people for me. She talks to all my managers. Um, every, everybody handles all the, all the stuff that I'm not equipped to handle and, and just allows me to do what I love. And that person is, has completely changed my life and made me a better man. And these are, these are the people that I love, man. I have a very small group of friends. I have a very small, small team, very small group of teammates. And it's, it's just, it's just amazing, bro. It's just amazing to have these things. And that's what I'm going to keep, man. A very small circle, a very fo- a small, a small following of, of people that love me so much. And I love, and that's, that's what's making me uh, the man I am.
Right on, man. I was going to say earlier, you know, it probably takes a special one to support you with a full-time job, but also chasing the dream and all the other stuff that the slack that you can't hold, uh, you know, picking all that up for you. So that's awesome. Amazing. And I love how you don't use family as an excuse, but you use it more as a uh, more as an advantage. So that's really cool to see, man. Uh, look, I appreciate you coming on. I know your, your life's super busy. So right before I let you go, I'll just ask you, I'll leave it at this. You know, why should people tune in to Chris's next fight? What are we going to see here in your UFC reign? Man, I don't know why you should tune on tune in, but you should. You know what I mean? I'm exciting. I'm going to put out the fights. You can watch any of my last couple fights, man. They were all fight of the year quality fights, man. And that's, that's what I'm trying to do, man. I'm trying to be that person. I'm trying to be the... The Lennon Garcia's of this, that's Jeremy Stevenson's. I'm trying to knock people clean out. I'm trying to put on the crazy fights and win, lose, or draw, man. That's what you're going to get out of me. Guys, keep watching. Stay tuned. Follow me on Instagram, all that stuff, and just just, just get ready. Get ready for what I, what I do next. Absolutely. Well, we'll be getting ready. Chris, thank you so much for taking the time to come on, man. Hopefully, we can do it again here in the future, and I wish you nothing but the best of luck here in your, in your, uh, in your blossoming with the UFC. Yeah, God bless, brother. Thank you for having me on, man.